Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkouts. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, yeah. exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work. We'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. <laughs> Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? I would say double. I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash Nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by GhostBed.com! Ghostbed.com! 
Lisa. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I love you in yellow, by the way. Do you? It's a bold choice. Why? You don't see people wear yellow enough, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that what you wanted to say? You pull it off. No, I'm okay, serious. You look thank hot. you. Thank you. Look you. Hot. I, I, it's it's one of I've those odd ch- colors that people a lot of people can't pull it off. Um, we made some T-shirts a while back, and I asked for yellow for this one specific shirt. And, and no lie, and this is from a T-shirt company who was trying to make a sale. Yeah. And he goes, hey, man, as much as I want your money, like, nobody orders yellow T-shirts. And I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, Sorry. you know, it's very specific. I've been told a couple times that it brightens my skin tone. <laughs> so I'll take any help I can get. You huh? look great. Oh, thanks. Did you get some sun? I did get a little sun, did yeah, you? Yeah, I did. We got different did. sun. We got different we got two different <laughs> suns. Why? Because we have two different suns. It's hard right. with a one and a half year old and then a six year old because one and a half year old is crazy, doesn't understand the world. The six year old is understands things and wants to go to a different spot. One second. We we got two different suns because we have two different suns. And I don't want that yeah. to just be brushed over because brilliant. Thank you. Thank you very I mean, much. Br- brilliant thank you guys thank you wow thank you wow thank you i mean we can go probably now yeah right? i don't um, think i don't think anything needs that's to something be said, you end no. on do you yeah. know what i mean really um is. yeah so <laughs> i can take one of the suns and i take the other sun mm-hmm. and then we go underneath two different suns blamo 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 but some blamo. would say the same sun do you know what i mean yeah yeah because I was down, I, I was down in uh, Carolina of... Beach on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you were uptown. Uh, but I'm, you know, Carolina Beach is far, obviously. So, right, uh, right. It is what it is. I heard we missed a cookout too. I drew Lamax's house for uh, Drinking Bros. I didn't know. Just want to let you guys know, any social event planning needs to go through Jesse Wiseman, (laughs) Uh, not Ross Patterson. Not Ross Patterson. If (laughs) Ross was in charge of our social calendar, I would literally hang out with no one and do nothing. Yeah. And I every like Monday I would get a call that was like, hey, where were you guys? And I'd be like, what? Yeah, we emailed Ross about uh, the, you know, yep. birthday party of your best friend or whatever. You it would had, never happen. You had a freak out when I had my my phone plugged into the Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. And it, you can see the text messages on there. And you were like, is that is that real? You, you have 403 unchecked text messages. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I uh, don't know why. Um <sighs> There's a lot of reasons for that, James. There's a lot going on, and I try to keep my phone away from me. Like, I don't keep it on the desk or anything up here. I just want to concentrate on the show and things like that. And then we're doing more shows, so those text messages last for like four hours. So I kind of pick out what's like important that I have to get back to like ASAP. And then I'll usually call friends individually if it's gone too long, and I'll catch a text message from like a month ago and be like, hey, man, I apologize. Like, I'm a shitty friend. And I did that, I think, twice over the weekend. And people were like, oh. Man, that's amazing. Uh, one of mine was a, a friend in L.A. that I haven't talked to in maybe two years. And he reached out to me about uh, this one project. And uh, I d- didn't get back to him. And he emailed me and everything. And I finally, I just picked up the phone and called him. I was like, hey, I'm really God. sorry. And he was like, no. He goes, actually, I don't, I don't really mind this. He goes, it's great that you called me. He goes, nobody calls me anymore. And I was like, well, I'm calling you. I would rather just talk to people, I guess, um, 
than just to file through text messages. And I don't want to be on the phone in front of you and the kids as much uh, that I am at work. So it's like, eh, sorry about that. Um, but friend-wise, I'm probably not the best of friends these days. Oh, my gosh. That's just the first thing I thought when I was like, how come I didn't get an email yep. or something? Yeah. Maybe I did, Never saw it. to be honest, on Facebook, which you guys know I'm not. Never saw it. I don't love to enter the dumpster fire that is Facebook too much. Yeah. So if it's not a DM on Instagram or a text or an email, mm -hmm. I probably won't get it. No, but no, and I get it. And you got a straight text, and you, but you know, you wear the pants. Like you, uh, as far as like, hey, socially Social stuff. Yes. Socially, let's keep everything because again, together. If it was up to you, we would literally just barbecue at our house invite no one i love my family so much that i don't really now stop it you know that's true. i know but stop that because that makes me sound like i don't because <laughs> i want to hang out with people no you're a social butterfly whereas i'm like i look i love going out and all that other stuff right there just isn't enough time and right now out of the media company i think we're doing 62 shows a month sure so yeah, I, I've got to stay on top of editing and all that other bullshits and, and make sure thumbnails and everything else is going out appropriately because it's audio and video. So I guess technically it's 124 shows, right? Right. Uh, it's tough. Um, so when I get home, I want to see my kids and my wife and, and that's it. For sure. And it's not like it's super easy every time or it's something you always want to do, mm -hmm. but... It's, you know, you got to. No, I know. And I always have to tell oh, you like, hey, I understand you need to have that balance. You have to hang out with people. You have to try and be a good friend. Not mm -hmm. that you're not a good friend to your friends, friends that you've yeah, had, yeah, yeah. but um, in making new friends, I know I've definitely had conversations with you about like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. Uh, I've been like, like, ask them how they're doing. I think Big Dick Denoff is in the room here. Um on uh on the used tubes and Probably. uh i there was a thing where he had hit me up on like facebook about something like dm'd me and i was just like man i can just i'll just call you because uh, i missed it for like a week and i called right. him and he was like oh shit i can't believe you called and i was like yeah i would rather call people right uh, i'd rather give him a shout out um want to say uh my condolences are out to you today to me yeah you know what today is right what happened Two years for the big guy. Oh. Two years today. Yeah. Hold him up to camera. Yeah. Hold him, uh, hold the Bourdain up to camera. My illegitimate father. Uh-huh. Two um, years since the two, passing today. Two years ago, he's been really speaking to me from the grave during these times, you know? Has he? During these hard times. He would have absolutely, I feel like he would have hated this coronavirus what not i think he got nonsense. i think he checked out just in time to be honest with you he, he might, really he might did, have been clairvoyant I, that's kind of like what i've been hearing from him it's just like Poo, buddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, i think he checked out at the right point because with everything that's going on right now uh it's so crazy that i a guy like him would be so frustrated by all of it and especially not traveling imagine him being stuck in his house in new york city you know or, i'm assuming he lived there i think he did yeah. Yeah. Um, he had a couple he different He probably would have turned to heroin again. Definitely. Um, and he was also <laughs> letting... Restaurants are closed? He was actually... For that guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Travel? <sighs> Dude, That's his if life. he had to stay home... He 
He would have ended it already. than a yeah, month. He would have no. ended it this year. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but he was kind of letting Trump really get to him. So I, I'm not sure. There's a lot of people, by the way. How, how he would have dealt with this because he was starting to go on a spiral. Like, yeah. 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 A lot of people are. So this would have just pushed him over the edge. So he's happy to not be here during all of this. I'm, I'm sure he is. Um, a, a lot of people are spiraling and it's, it's so strange to see, uh, cause I, I don't know what's going to happen here in five months for this election. Um, right. Cause I, I haven't seen Biden at all. The new CNN uh, poll just came out about a half hour before we went on air. It has Biden up by 14 points in this poll. I don't know in what world they live in as far as CNN goes, but f- that would be the most, it would be the biggest historical blowout that I can remember, I think, for a presidency um, in quite some time, if that was the case. And I can't remember a president who is currently president losing by that much on a second run. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I actually don't know what's going to happen. Uh, to put this in context, by the way, yeah. at, the, at the same point when he ran in 2016, mm-hmm. they had Hillary up by 16. Um, and we saw what happened with that. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, me personally, like, again, I, and we've said this on the show a million times, I don't care who you voted for. This beauty of democracy, you can go out and do whatever you want, right? I think it is irresponsible, though, on the media's, uh, from the media's standpoint, of putting out polls like this that probably aren't real because look, if you're a Democrat and you read this and you're like, ah, I don't really have to go out and vote. He's up by 14. I got other shit to do that day. Yeah. I guess here's my point. If the election was tomorrow, Mm -hmm. I think that's probably accurate to be honest with you. So, but it's not, you know, things are going to die down. You know, economy's going to go back up and all these things are going to happen. But I will say, if it was today, I actually believe that begrudgingly people would vote for Biden. I, I don't think so, but I think it would be, it would be very close. I think it would be close. Um, Just saying. It's not, it's not great but yeah. right now. Eh, I, the economy's great. Okay. So it's tough. It depends on what you vote for and, and why. What's your mm-hmm. biggest... What, what your biggest things are that you look forward to, like from a president and, and what that means to you, you know, mm-hmm. uh, mine is economy. And uh, that's always number one for me. Mm-hmm. It is. And everything else is, is afterwards. Um, I just want to make sure everybody's doing well financially, friends and family and all that other shit. But uh, but that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what would happen. I think it would be very close right now. The only thing is I haven't seen Biden out anywhere at all, um, which is strange during all of this. Uh, what I did see, though, right, I mean, seconds before we came on air that made me laugh till the end of the world. And they're going to get absolutely hammered for this. And they are getting hammered for this um, right now on Twitter is uh, House and Democrat uh, House and Senate Democrats unveil their expansive police reform bill wearing the Kente cloth um, right. handed out by the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, this is real, and you're going to see this for ever. Um, the, the memes are going to be endless of this. Um, type in Kente on your computer okay. and Google uh, so you can see this because it's crazy. 
the lookup computer is not working today. Uh, but uh, t- type this in, K-E-N-T-E, and pull up the picture. Is it? Boy. I don't is know who very, thought this was a good idea. Okay. So it's very... Um, this is traditional African... Nubian, yeah. Garb. And sure. right now, people are really Made pissed in, off about in it. Ghana. Yes. I know Ghana. Yep, you do. Um, they all took a knee in a moment of silence for uh, the, the for for George Floyd, obviously. Okay. Um, the they are getting absolutely fucking destroyed for this on social media right Why? now. Why? This is very tone deaf, man. Um, it's all. It's all. First of all, it's all white people. Right. It's all white Democrats wearing traditional African garb. Um, I do, I don't know who thought that that was a good idea. But they are getting crushed by it. Um, I mean, I, l- the comments are like, these people had the power to make us safer, and now just, they just throw on our cloth in front of a camera? For fucking what? How does this help? Right. I mean, it is just a barrage of comments right now that are, it's a flurry. I guess this is going on live right now on Capitol Hill. So we're kind of just catching the story as it starts. Nancy Pelosi is giving a speech with it on, and then she led the moment of silence for George Floyd and uh, Chuck Schumer, and uh, they all dropped to a knee. It's a shame inside because of Congress. All of that would have been fine. Yes, had you not worn <laughs> and these, you should do right. But the kente. <laughs> oh that's Old what people that, that's that's the thing about it's Old white people like, that's, that's the thing about uh, the election and all that shit Like if you watch this right before you went and voted tonight Who knows You know who knows Who knows I don't know But the world's getting crazy man I mean look uh, the, the Looney Tunes is being remade On HBO Max right now And they announced this They made an announcement before it came out And it was like eh What's the announcement yeah. Looney Tunes. We need a teaser for Ooh, Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's like it's the same people, right? Bugs Bunny and everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're good. It is. Um, mm. But the big announcement uh, um, before they <laughs> unveil the reboot of Looney Tunes is Elmer Fudd is no longer going to carry a gun. Just let it sink in. Um, What's if he you're a do? Looney Tunes fan, um, you watched it as a kid as much as I did. The entire character of Elmer Fudd is just chasing around Bugs Bunny um, with a rifle. With and, a rifle. Uh, or shotgun or whatever it is. Um, and then just twisting it up in a knot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They said he's going to use a Sith now, which is uh, basically like a sling blade, like a Grim Reaper blade to chase him. I don't know how oh. that's any better. Yeah, that's um, not. that's not any better. No, no, it's not. And uh, HBO Max is, is, or whatever, there's 90 different versions of HBO now. It's just combined into one. Just call it HBO. I don't understand. HBO Go, it's HBO Now, like an HBO old, Max. Like, prospector type of old country dude, right? Like, they have shotguns. Uh, no, he's like an old hunter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Yosemite Sam, he's a, an old prospector type oh, okay, of dude. okay, okay. They're taking his, now he was pistols, and they're taking his oh, guns away okay, too. okay, okay, okay. Um, and someone asked if they were still going to have uh, the dynamite that blows up or dropping mm-hmm. pianos on people's heads from mm-hmm. the sky and all of the other Acme, you know, shit that comes along with that. Yeah. And they go, oh, yeah, yeah, we're definitely do that. 
Oh. So it's it's fine apparently if you want to stuff a uh, some lit like a lit stick of dynamite in somebody's mouth uh-huh. and watch their head blow up. Oh. But you definitely can't carry a gun anymore. Okay. Um, so if you're if you're out there and you're wondering like, eh, what are the standards? But it for was it? like a rabbit, right? A bunny. It will uh, overall. It's a cartoon. Just saying, I know, but if you're Not really real going to like person, no, and I know, but if you're really going to like get in there, mm-hmm. he is hunting a rabbit. rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. pretty normal, it's right? It's rabbit season. Yeah. It's not anymore. I don't know. I, I haven't met too many of my friends who are hunters. Who I think they should a, just uh, take the personality away from Bugs Bunny, right? And just make <laughs> him like a normal bunny that doesn't talk. And then you'd be like, oh, okay. Like he's hunting. I guess, man. I mean, this is I, look. I said this a couple of weeks ago when we when I talked about the Leah Michelle thing, right? Mm-hmm. I just said get ready because everything's about to be stripped from everybody. Yes, they're going to come after everything and everyone. Um, cartoons are now going to be changed. Everything. Yes, it, it's all happening right in front of our faces right now. Yeah, and it's it's so bizarre to see because essentially you're just you know I guess rewriting your own history. Um, for everything across the board, mm-hmm. your country, uh, cartoons, media, everything is being rewritten across the board. And if you don't fit in, or you don't, you know, play ball with with uh, what the new rewrites are going to be, and how PC everything well, is going to not, become, you're out. Yeah, they're not letting they're not letting people speak out for Black Lives matter blm whatever without pointing out all of the things that they've done in the past which for some people is you know they need to be called out but um so i uh, I, I uh, feel like just let the message be there a bunch of editors by the way around the nation are either getting fired or resigned from newspapers Mm -hmm. new york times was one of them last night uh the guy who runs the uh the op-ed uh, okay. Section is gone. He's out after 20 years. Pittsburgh, okay. the Pittsburgh Gazette, that guy's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another guy in like Virginia that's out as well. There is stories that that these journalists want to write, and the higher ups are saying, "No, you cannot do this." I don't know which way it's on. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming because it's the Times. Like I'll take, I'll we'll start with the New York Times first. They're super left, obviously, right? I would imagine either the, the the story wasn't left enough or was too right for their taste. Mm. Um, but that's that's frightening. And uh, I, whatever happened was in the middle of the night last night. And he was just like, I'm out. I'm all done with this after 20 okay. years of work. Wow. Which is really, really strange. Um, same with the guy in Pittsburgh. Uh, and some of these, they're even questioning headlines. Um, and so they said, hey, man, you've got to be more sensitive about these headlines. So now... You've got journalists in these think groups that are trying to come up with headlines that will satisfy everybody on a PC level uh, across the board, and that's what not—that's not what the the press is. Usually, you have some, you know, grabbing headline that's just like, "Oh yeah, there's mm-hmm. this going on," mm-hmm. and then you read it. If you take that out of there, the paper isn't already sexy as 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 it used to be. Mm-hmm. Now. It's going to be even worse. Uh, so their headlines were getting pretty bad, though. To be honest, 
like very um, dramatic, fear mongering. Um, yes. So the, I don't wait, think the question that's is a this. bad thing. Well, here's the thing. The, the question is, did these guys not want to play ball because they didn't want this fear mongering or because they wanted? Yeah. yeah and, and I don't I, have the answer to that. Um, yeah. I don't know why these people left and they haven't said yet. I'm, I'm assuming one of them will come out and say, hey, man, here's why I left and here's what went down. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, because even Drudge Report, which was uh, like a typically a conf- conservative news site, mm-hmm. has just become super fear mongering. And it, God damn it, it is depressing to read now. Right. Every story is a doomsday story on there. Uh, and it's shocking where you're like, all right, is that. I look at a guy like Matt Drudge. He's always been ahead of the trend media-wise, which is why his site has been number one for, fuck, man, 25 years or something at this point. Mm-hmm. He, he got his big bump was during uh, the impeachment for Clinton, Bill Clinton. So, yeah, over 20 years at this point. He's been the number one news website there is, and he hasn't changed at all. Like, his mm-hmm. text and font has been the same for 20 years. There's no, nothing flashy. There's maybe three or four pictures on it every day, and that's it. But he switched to all fear-mongering shit. And Mm. I wonder, because he's been so great at trends for so many years, if he saw that's what everybody was clicking and was like, time to switch. And I wonder if that's what the newspapers are doing too, of like, hey man, time to switch. Right. We gotta sell shit. We gotta we gotta get these uh, ad ad buys in or we're 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 fucked. Yeah, it's true. So I don't know. But um I'm going to keep an eye on this one because it's it's uh, it's really really interesting. Uh, the other thing that's that was super interesting was that happened last night was the Minneapolis City Council uh, voted to defund and disband the police and come up with some form of alternative neighborhood policing. Um, man, mm. defunding. Yeah, the that's- police. This is That's a, the answer, so make them more pissed. Here's the thing. And we're gonna, underpaid. We're going to do an emergency Drinking Bros podcast episode today. We're going to go live, uh, me and D'Anthony, about this topic today to, to go over this. But this is the craziest shit I've ever heard. And I know I've said that a lot about things. This one, yeah, this tops it all. Could you imagine a world without police? No. No. Minneapolis is a big city. Right. What do you do? I mean, it's not going to be without. <laughs> yeah. Like they they want uh, they want alternate versions of the police where it's more like, you know, neighborhood watches and calling other people and things like that. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Good luck with that. There's over 150 million guns in America right now. Mm-hmm. If we don't have police with guns, to help protect us Mm -hmm. what's to stop any crime spree home invasion carjacking anything you you could possibly think of if there isn't real police but then there's no stopping you from just shooting them i guess they come on your property they anything Uh, i mean that you might as well live in the wild wild west at that point yeah that's what everyone's saying on here like that's what it would go back to right um which look I'm fine with, uh, but you know, there, there is things where you're going to need the police in your life. Well, I mean, currently, you know, Oh dude, yes and no, but yeah, I mean, fuck you, dude. 
It's cra- this is the craziest shit of all time. Somebody posted a picture of a, a high dive with an empty pool underneath mm. it and said, this, this, is, is this, what is, it is. this is what it would be like. You might as well just go ahead and leap off the high dive into an empty concrete pool because that's what the world would be like without police. Right. This scares the shit out of me. Um, that this is even a thought. Uh, and th- this this uh, mayor here, this fucking guy, Jacob Fry out of Minneapolis, mm-hmm. he can't even veto it. Um, and, you know. He wants to, though. He wants to. Yeah. I saw him yesterday. He He's was at a protest. And that video went viral where, you know, he went up to the Black Lives Matter protest and they, they recognized who he was. They called him up. They told him to denounce his whiteness, which he did. Um, and uh, it's a really strange video that went viral. And then afterwards, they said, one more thing. We'll accept you into our community and we'll accept your apologies. Are you going to defund the police? And it was woman standing overhead with a bullhorn right in his face. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, 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 I don't believe in that. She was like, is that is that true? You don't believe in that? And she goes, get the fuck out of here. And then he walked out through what looked like five to 10,000 people. And all of them had a middle finger up in his face. Through the, it was the, Jesus. if you look on TMZ, they, they summed it up best. They said it was the worst walk of shame you could possibly ever see. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's this scared young white guy just walking through uh, a protest. And, uh, you know, you can't defund the police, man. Um, a strange part, like there's a strange part of me that wants that to happen in Minneapolis. Just as a, a, a test, just as a, a test case of like, hey, man great defund the police disband the police don't have them at all and then see what happens for i don't know a week just one week and see how that goes could you imagine no stoplight goes out it's gonna happen yeah you get people from the neighborhood directing traffic trying to get into (laughs) it's little things little things like that a car accident yeah Take a picture on your own, send it in your insurance company. I don't need to make a report. Get yourself a ride. Yeah. Um, I, this is so wild that we're going to dedicate an entire show to this on Drinking Bros Podcast mm-hmm. later, but I, I cannot believe it. I honestly cannot believe it. I mean, the, the, the joke of it was back in the day when like Public Enemy was out, 911's a joke where they were calling 911 and asking for police or mm-hmm. fire department or whatever it was and that they were late and that it took a long time mm-hmm. and that um, you know, people were pissed off about it. Communities were pissed off about it. You did need the police, though. So imagine if you have none. Who are you calling? Right. Is your neighbors over? At that point, you might as well just band up with all your buddies and just say, hey, you all got guns? Right. So get a, let's all move into a neighborhood together and figure this out. Just caress it. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's just caress it. Oh. Jim Jones it. There was a friend of mine on Facebook who wrote about this, and he was just like, man, I, this is the first time I've thought about just moving somewhere off the grid where, you know, shit's just too wild right now. It's too hot right it's now. It's too hot right now. And he's just like, I, I was like, where are you going to go? And he goes, I don't know, man. Kind of always wanted to go to Ireland, like live in the countryside or something like that. And I was like, oh. all right. Bold decision. Um, You're certainly gonna don't miss, fault you for it. You'll miss the drama, though. I don't know if you would, to be yeah. honest with you. I don't know if you would. <laughs> would you? 
Or would you like to be an outsider, like a spectator looking in at what's going on right now and being like, man, that country's fucked. Glad I don't live there anymore. I'm just happy the uh, the COVID's over. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because we've moved the fuck on. And I have to say, on a little bit of a serious note, I yeah. do like seeing pretty much every person on Instagram and everyone uh, posting about this issue. Um, COVID? No. Okay. I was like, We've moved on from COVID. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't seen one post on that. No, for uh, Black Lives Matter and the movement and everything like this. Yeah. Like, it's more than in my lifetime. I know there's been protests and waves of protests and change that's happened before mm-hmm. me. But in my lifetime, this is the most that I've seen everyone post about it. And I have to say, I like it. Well, I'll, I'll say this. The last time it happened, uh, Dan and I were talking about this on a, on a show, was uh, 2016. Right before the election. Mm. Same thing. Um that was Ferguson, if you remember correctly. Oh, yeah. So there was, you know, riots and protests all over the nation. Yeah, but... And it was a- almost the exact same month, I think, as, as it yeah. is now, which is strange. But people... There was more rhetoric about, oh, he was bad, you know, he was a bad kid. He was stealing from a liquor store. Like, all mm-hmm. things that now we see don't matter. Like, even this thing with George Floyd, I'll say really quick, like trying to make him seem like this really great guy and he's you know great father and all these things it's okay if he wasn't Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if he was a bad guy he's still like a person irrelevant to the fact of him dying in that way like you could why we can't say like yeah he was a crackhead he was hopped up on meth he was trying to pay for something in twenty dollars still should not have been murdered right But we still need to like, and with Ferguson, it was very much like he was a bad kid. He was blah, blah, blah. All mm-hmm. these things that made it easier for people to just kind of, that are not in that community, not listen. And it sort of seems like now pretty much everyone is posting about it. Yeah. More than I've ever seen uh, for things like this. Well, I, I any think, other person that this has happened to. I think two things have happened. Um, in the last four years that, that make it different. Uh, I think social media has become bigger and a bigger tool. And especially for, you know, I would say the millennials, although you are one cusper, we got a cusper over here. I'm an, I'm right on the cusp, but cusper millennial. I just really like vibe more with my generation you know, <laughs> than you, but go ahead. I can learn. Um, but uh, I, I think with that, like Instagram is massive now. Uh, TikTok is massive now. Whereas 2016, Instagram was eh, it was kind of it was on the come up, right? Um, but Facebook was huge, which Facebook still is. Facebook is still mm-hmm. Facebook. Um, but now you have and Twitter has become bigger uh, since Trump got elected. Uh, I mean, their their numbers they've added you know millions of more subscribers and all that other shit. So I think there's more outlets social media wise for people to get their message out and it's in your face every day because we've also got conditioned as people that we're on essentially, you know, the same three or four apps most of the day, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I guess TikTok now, uh, which, you know, if you want to substitute that with Vine back in the day, you can. And 
I think, I think because of people's followings and how big social media personalities or influencers, I hate that fucking term, but how big that they've become and how many millions of followers you're able to go out to that you're able to get a message out more. Um, you and I watched that thing over the weekend where uh, the biggest social media stars are giving away their Twitter accounts to anyone in the black community mm-hmm. who wants to post about positive Stuff black like stories. That and like Selena Gomez is one of going, them. Yeah, she's 129 million followers. That is half the country. I mean, that's yeah. It, it's it's almost half the country at that point. She's giving up her account. Like who is it? Cardi B. Cardi B doing live streams with with Bernie Sanders. Like you don't have that opportunity to go on television anymore to go on Jimmy Fallon or CNN and get that many eyeballs paying attention or watching or caring uh, that you do now on social media. And I don't think that was the same case four years ago. And therefore, I think that's why um, you're seeing it more and more in, in this it's just issue. It's different. It is. It just feels different. It does. And it feels like even if it's a little step, it feels like a step forward from any other uh murder in this way before Mm -hmm. whereas like not that it was brushed under the rug but it was only really important to certain communities and not to everyone right so right just feels different and i like it and after being so depressed about seeing the world in masks and scared and scared to be around each Mm -hmm. other i like that this is now what i'm seeing everywhere just makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, there's some. There's a lot more positivity. Um, the COVID thing and the mask thing freaked me the fuck out. I just didn't want that to be our way of life. Felt like yeah. But I the more and scared. more I go out, the less and less mask I see and everything, and it's it's comforting. Um, I went to dinner. I took my parents to dinner on Saturday night, and not one single person, not one, including the waiters or the hostess or oh, anything. No they're one done. Huh? Yes, no one was wearing masks. It was great. Interesting. So great. I think they're supposed to be. <laughs> uh, th- there was not. There was not tables. It was a nice restaurant. Um, okay. There wasn't tables uh, blocked off or anything. Mm-hmm. All the tables were open. Well, don't say who it is. You might be getting them in trouble. I'm not going to. But okay. um, I will say this it was a nice restaurant. Sure. You and I went there two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, but that was like when it first first opened. Yeah. I think it was the first night it opened. Mm-hmm. Or any restaurants open here. Um, at quarter capacity or, or whatever it is. And our waiters, you know, waiters wearing masks and the hostesses and all that other stuff. Uh, last Saturday night, no one was. I was just like, all right, cool, man. Uh, we're past that at least. And that's a positive thing. Yeah. Um, but you know what isn't positive, Jeeves? What? Uh, sex scenes in Hollywood. <laughs> why, is it, why is it not positive? You're um, not going to see them anymore. Um, so the new article that came out today said that uh, to be COVID compliant for all the because everybody's union on all mm-hmm. of these movies and TV shows mm-hmm. and uh, they want everybody to be compliant on COVID still mm-hmm. that they're going to go back to the writers rooms, either write out some of the sex scenes, change them, have less people getting kissed and or hugged, it says, and uh, or CGI. You're going to they've already spoken with the editors union as well. And they're going to say, hey, guys, we're going to try to work on this to get this CGI and everything else. And it's like, this is the end. Beautiful friend. 
The end. It was I didn't have any over, of that. Though. I know, but it's weird. Even television, watched... but television was still pushing the boundaries. Mm. Well, yeah. I only watch documentaries at this point, so ah. Hollywood's over for me anyways. Yeah, you're all done with it, James. I'm done with it. <laughs> it's a it's a waste of my time at this point when there's something else I can watch that is. Sure. You know what I watched last night? I watched the doc last night. Shit, we should actually get to the sponsor first before oh, we talk okay. about that doc. But uh, And we do need to touch on Lance as well. Oh, yeah. We're both both of these we're, we'll, we'll touch on after this. Uh, first, first and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. I've had way too much strike force today. That's obvious. I am tripping over my words today because of the strike force. I was worried, you know, I go to the beach. Sure. Have a nice sleep in a ghost bed. And uh-huh. uh, am I going to have that energy come Monday morn? It's here. Might, it might have been a little too much. Yeah. I got the shakes a little bit today. Mm-hmm. We might <laughs> dial it back in the future. <laughs> Man, that's water that's it a, down. One Dial it back and guys. water it down, right? Ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 25% off everything in the entire store. So uh, there is people who are, you know, not open and all that other shit. They said that they would keep going. They're still going. Uh, if you order a mattress, you get two free pillows with it. I, I can promise you this the pillows, almost, almost better than the mattress, would you say? I just feel like they go hand in hand. They're, they're you perfect. Need, you need both to get the full mm-hmm. experience. Two free pillows. Bang, bang. Uh, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Today, as always, they got the 36-month page you go program. No interest in that, Jabes. Mm-mm. None. So that deal is uh, still applicable with uh, whatever your purchase is. Get wet. Next up, Jabes. We got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Boom, 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 boom. Shabloinker. Oh, man. I look, I, yeah, just, I just talked about it. Yeah, <laughs> you are tripping over your dong, as Richard says. Yes, I am uh, definitely uh, stepping on my, my dong. Sure. My huang. I'm banging my huang around here with my words today. Right, right. I've had too much of this. Yeah. Too much today. I got to put it down. Oh. That's what it is. <laughs> It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch. You rip it open and squeeze it into any liquid available. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com today. Promo code REVOLUTION, 20% off. Comes in these boxes, dude. Boom. Same ones you get at 7-Eleven. They're amazing. It goes in everything. No carbs, no sugars. No gluten if you're into that. Lasts longer than five-hour energy, too, so you can get fucked. Uh, Next up, James, we got Postmates. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Love the Postmates. Do ya? It's the best. Mm. Postmates is the best. Yeah, I um, got a couple people over the weekend mm-hmm. to sign up for Postmates. They were a formally, I won't say the name of the app, but you guys can probably yeah. guess what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were very pleased and very excited. Switch over to Postmates. The money that they got. And I was yeah. kind of like a cele- celebrity because I'm like, just use my promo code. And then. Yeah. Promo code REVOLUTION will get you $100. And free delivery charges, which is amazing because the, the delivery fees it is what jacks it up. so much money. It's yeah. crazy, They were right? like, oh, my God. I know. It's awesome. It's the best. Uh, so if you're not with Postmates, switch over. Uh, get the app. Every food item you can imagine can be delivered to your house. Cigarettes, booze, depending upon which state you live in. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I was like, oh, man. Uh, cause I, don't, I don't know if it's in North Carolina because it's an ABC store. It kind of depends on where you're at. 
on what you can get. But they'll get, like, let you know on there. Yeah, wine and beer. Well, and they'll go to Walgreens. Yeah. So it's like if they have wine at your Walgreens or beer or whatever, Oof. you can get it there. I love it. I love mm. it so much. Saving a lot of DUIs out there. Bring me oh. booze. Uh, get the Postmates app today. Promo code REVOLUTION. $100 in free delivery fees. Last but not least, James, we got straightrazors.com. Ooh, that's a clean cut. Smooth. Oh, you're right. Oh, damn right. I love it. I don't just rake you know. it. I love it. Right. Um, right Straightrazors.com right, right. has got everything you need to be a real man in this life. Uh, get your Father's Day kit there. Don't fuck your father over this year. Oh, gosh. I would order now. Now. Yes. Go now. Order now. When is Father's Day? 21st. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Coming around the corner. Coming around the band, huh? Yeah. Uh, go to straightrazors.com today. Promo code REVOLUTION. 20% off there. Um, everything you need to be a real man in this life, they got it there. Shaving cream, beard oils, shampoos, conditioners. You name it. Mustache waxes. It is all there. Go to straightrazors.com. Promo code REVOLUTION. Gets 20% off. There was some docs that I was excited about seeing. Um, last night was was one of them. We'll start with that one. Okay. Uh, it was B. Water. Uh, Bruce Lee. Okay. Uh, that's how he says it. I right. love his voice, by the way. It's very soothing. He right? was just fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, could he actually beat anybody's ass in I don't life? think so. I don't know. But, gosh. Man, he was a tiny, tiny You wouldn't want to test it. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. You never know. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was amped to see this one. Um because I was like, oh, shit, man. I love Bruce Lee. He's cool as shit. He's stood the test of time, that, that guy. Sure. And he's a fucking fashion icon, dude. Go back and look at the shit he was wearing. Oh, for sure. You can only do that with a dainty prince body just like gonna that. Say, yeah. I was just going to say, you cannot. No. Regular dudes like us can't get away with that shit, but he could. Well, I wanted to do an Instagram on that vein a little bit. I wanted to do an Instagram that's called Fat or Fashion, mm-hmm. where... I would wear the same thing that this tiny, like super skinny person <laughs> is wearing and be like, do you like it now? Or did you just like it because it was like on a stick? You know what I mean? Like weird stuff that like doesn't translate to a normal body. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, and you'd be like, oh, that's ugly. And I'm like, oh, what if I put it on her? Exactly. Oh, fashion. It is, right? High fashion. Yeah. If not. Pig. Yeah. That's people would blur it out on the internet. Pig. Sure. Um, Thank you. You get killed for it. Thanks. No, us. not you. I'm talking oh. about it. Like everybody else where it's just like, Jesus uh, Christ. Yeah. You're a thin, dainty little woman. No. You're a tiny little lady. No. Yeah, pocket size. But it's okay. We call you pocket size around the house. I'm really okay with it. There's sometimes I don't even see you in the house. You're just so tiny. Come out of the mouse hole? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, family. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of how it is around our house. It is. I mean, it's just so tiny I can't see so it. So tiny, yeah. Um, yeah. But the Bruce Lee doc, I was, ugh, this is going to be unpopular, and uh, I'm sorry. I was not that big of a fan of it. Because? Whenever you sh- whenever you have a doc where somebody's dead, and it, you know, the height of their fame was in, like, the early 70s. It's hard to get everybody's footage. dead man so like yeah the interviews were mostly overlaid over like stock footage i hate that, that i was did too the problem with the eric clapton one mm-hmm. 
that was another one I was excited for, but Same. there just wasn't enough footage and there wasn't enough people Interviews. that could talk about him currently, I guess. Well, his wife is still alive, and but the problem is his son isn't. Brandon Lee got killed on, yeah. the, on the crow. So, like, um, he wasn't alive, but his wife is still alive. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I... I I was expecting more interviews from the actual people themselves, and I was expecting more out of just more out of the footage. Like you know, find some B-rolls, some shit that nobody's ever seen before. Like uh, you know, one I'm of the sure only they tried. I guess, man. I, it's thirty I, for thirty. If but, anyone's gonna get it. But here's the weird thing, and why I say that: like when he died, he had a couple different funerals. They have footage of of him in the casket. And the funeral's going on. It was just like, all right, if there was cameras around all the time, where is the rest of this? Right. Um, so I don't know. And uh, it, like somebody had mentioned in the documentary that he only made, only made like four films. Mm-hmm. So maybe there just wasn't enough. But the things, there was also like, there was some people writing on Twitter last night. They were like, oh, the messaging is so current to today. His biggest gripe, Bruce Lee's was, was... Um, there was a couple shows he was up for. One was that Kung Fu show that ended up with the guy who strangle-baited to death, mm-hmm. uh, Carradine. Uh, ended up getting it, and he was a white man doing Kung Fu. And his the, the, the things that, he, that Bruce Lee personally was bitching about the entire time was like, they won't give a Chinese man a chance in Hollywood. That okay. Hollywood is against Asians, and they don't, there's not proper representation and everything else, which is what people are saying today. Regarding other races and cultures, right? Mm-hmm. My biggest issue with that is I don't know. It, it's, it's selfish that you, you think you can move from China to America and then want to be star like a movie star in Hollywood in American pictures. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it. Um, the, the percentage of Asian Americans in our country, mm-hmm. in particular then, mm-hmm. it's very, very small. Mm-hmm. With Hollywood... They're trying to make the biggest movies and TV shows there is that go out to the broadest audience. That's how you make money. Mm -hmm. Um, To expect to be leads in TV shows and movies and shit, like coming from China, if it was reversed, like, and I was, I went over to China to star in their movies, I I wouldn't expect to get casted in anything. Of like, hey, why isn't, or or like a a white guy or a black guy or a, a Latino, if we all went to China, Mm-hmm. And we just said, hey, we really want to be in Chinese movies. And we're like, why? Mm. There's not enough enough of you here. We we can't sell to that box office. Um, and I found it odd, like that he didn't start there first and build a huge career and then cross over. Uh, like Jackie Chan did that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jackie Chan was like, yo, man, I fucking love my country and all the shit, and I'm making mm-hmm. a ton of movies. And then, yeah, if I can cross over, great. But uh, it's kind of weird to expect it. And I remember there was a friend of mine who was from Australia, uh, white white guy out in Hollywood in thick accent, the one that you do the best. Oh, right. Oi. Yeah, oi. Oh, oi. Which is an awful... Australia. Oh, oi. Accent, right? Sure. And so one night we went drinking. Uh, he'd been there a couple years at this point. Went out drinking and we just kind of bullshitting about auditions and everything else that was going on. He's like, uh, you know, these American casting directors don't really fucking want, want me and, you know, it's mm-hmm. bullshit. We should have proper representation. And I was mm-hmm. like, of, of what? Mm-hmm. Of Australia, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Well, yeah, mate, you know, we got this, and everybody thinks we're Crocodile Dundee." <laughs> he had said this to me at this at having drinks, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Well, let me ask you this: 
don't you guys have Australian movies and television over there? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, aren't they pretty big? Because from what I understand, like Nicole Kidman and Naomi Watts and all of them mm-hmm. came off of shows that were on over there and then came over to America. Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. um, Eric Bana, like mm-hmm. there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Hemsworth, for Christ's sakes, like later on that crossed over after doing things there and then came over here. Like, what, what did you expect as an Australian guy coming to Hollywood? Like, unless there is a role that is written for an Australian dude. Mm-hmm. What else are you going to do? It's not like you can play the redneck at a gas station or, you know, a point guard on a basketball team or you're not going to star in a teen drama um, in, in, in New York City at that point unless you're going to pretend to be an American. So what were you hoping for on that one, you know? Mm-hmm. And he kind of just looked at me like, oh, well, you know, Mel Gibson did it. Right. I was like, yeah, but without an accent, without an accent. Yeah. Like right now, Mel Gibson doesn't even have an accent. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that guy was from fucking Mm -hmm. Australia when when I met him. No idea. I was like, oh, well, I forgot. Yeah. I completely forgot. Strange. He was Australian. Strange. So it it was the same thing. And I was like, man, if that's your gripe, why weren't you trying to be a movie star over there first and then come over here afterwards? I thought Um, he was. But that theme was very prevalent all throughout this documentary. Mm -hmm. And I was like. Man, I, that that doesn't represent that much of the the culture. Like, it's it's tough to say I want to be a lead in in a Hollywood movie, and I want my culture to be represented. It's like you're in America. Like, it's tough. Like, I couldn't go there mm. to China and say, "Man, I want you to represent Americans properly." Um, it just doesn't work like that. Mm. And I think he, I think he was looking at it from a different perspective. Whereas when he well, started he was to blow up, an American. But yeah. Well, but he, that's where he was from first, and mm-hmm. like they, they had they had some casting directors and some studio executives that interviewed, that did interviews in this movie. Again, you couldn't see them because they were fucking dead, but you mm-hmm. heard their voices underneath. Like they would show stock footage from like Paramount Studios. They said this. They were like, "Look, he spoke in broken English. It's tough because there isn't a lot right. of roles written for people who speak in broken English." Right. So like. Yeah, the one guy said, like it was the head of, I think, Paramount, who said, look, he appeared to be super talented, but the way he spoke, it was tough to, to get that to translate to an American audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started doing his own movies and shit like that, and that's where he kind of blew up. Um, but I, what I didn't know was the movies blew up after he died. Oh, right. So who knows what could have happened, mm-hmm. um, but it's always one of those things where you know, you die young before your hits come out, you're a legend forever. Right. And uh, like even Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was just like, yeah, man, um, who knows who we could have been today or what would have happened. Mm-hmm. We'll never have that answer, but it's always cooler when you die and it leaves all this mystery where you're like, man, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, the other part about it was I didn't know he died from like this weird, like, like kind of blood disorder or mm-hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? Right in your head when you get that, like a hematoma or whatever the fuck it is. Okay, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, something weird where you just kind of die. Aneurysm or something. Yeah. And he was married um, to this woman, but I guess this there was this actress that was going to be in his next movie, mm-hmm. and he died at her house. Mm. And it was like, okay. Yeah. He just said, I needed to lie down. I've got a migraine and died in her house. Mm. Yeah. Um, so it was strange. But that, that whole plate of, hey, man, 
this is why Bruce Lee didn't make it or whatever until later and everything else. I just thought it was kind of odd where it was like, man, I, I would never assume that if I moved to a different country, I should automatically be a movie star there. It's tough. It is tough because America is different. Uh, the broken English thing is hard, but it is hard if you're an American. You want to be represented here. but yeah. It is, but, yeah. but you, you know this from a million auditions. Mm-hmm. The roles are pre-written. So you right. either have to go back in and rewrite them. There's only because I was trying to think about it last night um, with with the way he spoke. Right? Is there anybody today that has been able to get away with it in any like no matter what the script was? Mm-hmm. There's one guy that I can think of. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He's got a real deep Southern draw, man. Right. So everything he says, he's never changed. Like the roles have changed for him, and they're just magically cool with him talking like that. Like Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. It's in New York. He's a New York stockbroker. There was no back history of like, oh, he moved from Texas all the way to New York yeah, and became a broker. Yeah, but you just assume. <laughs> do, do you? Are you uh, like when, yeah. I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, man. Well, it's just McConaughey showing up in a movie. Right. And I love that on its yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, clearly, it's a movie about New York stockbrokers. And he's like, come on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. And you're like, all right. Did you move from somewhere? Where was the backstory out on that? Lincoln right. Lawyer. You know, right. <laughs> like there's a million movies and TV shows you can name where you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's just that Southern guy in every single thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Because a writer doesn't write like that. And the scripts are written in advance. So mm-hmm. it's just typically in there it says so-and-so's got a, a thick New York accent, a thick Southern mm-hmm. accent or whatever. Like McConaughey's the only person who's just beat it all the way around. Where he's like, eh, yeah. like, I'll just keep being McConaughey and shit. But that's the only one I can name. Can you name anybody? That what? That can just do... Do uh, them. Who's just been them in a movie Costner. over and over again? Yeah. So I, Costner never does <laughs> the accent of whatever movie he's in. He's trying a little bit with Yellowstone for the first time ever <laughs> in his career. But before that, he was just... I remember when he was Robin Hood? He just gave up like a third away through the, the film and just was like, ah. He's done other things that he was supposed to be like very Southern and, I, you know, whatever. So Kevin Costner is somehow <laughs> able. But he's a white guy. You know, it's hard. Well, you always need a nondescript he's, white guy, I guess. But like, right. Um, but he does speak English. So. Sure. You know. Um, but yeah, Costner. Fucking Robin Hood, man. That was my first thought was like oh you're just just gonna abandon that and give up on that all but i went with it i was like man i guess you saw him naked swimming in the fucking yeah so then i was like i'm good yeah you're fine yeah you're fine what you didn't know that mullet worked too on him what you didn't know is when he flipped over he did flip over in that scene to get that dong bobbing (laughs) in the water and they cut that part you can still see his ass in that movie but right it was one of the eight movies that he got his ding dong cut out of he really wanted dong in there yeah get it um, the other doc I wanted to talk about a little bit is Lance. Lance Armstrong, yeah. Reason being, my gosh. So I didn't want to watch it. No, you were against it. I said on this show even, I was mm-hmm. like, I have seen everything that I've needed to see on Lance Armstrong, his whole story. I've seen all three documentaries. Like, I've, 
you know, listened to all the stuff. I've listened to him on Rogan, all of these things. He, unless there is some new information or he wants to talk about things in a different way, I'm good. Mm -hmm. And you showed it to me and was like, listen, they hate him too. Yeah. How? So, so how do you get a documentary made about yourself with no say whatsoever about what ultimately comes out? That seems crazy because clearly this is not the documentary. He's trying to Lance would want out there. He's trying to rehab his image, right? Um, he's got a podcast. He's got a bunch of shit. And he's also reached out to people um, that he's called them. Um, Black Rifle Coffee was one of them. Um, he's reached out to a lot of people to rehab his image and get himself back out there more. And I think that he didn't have a choice with this one, where ESPN probably came to him and said, hey, we're going to do this 30 for 30 doc. I think it's what you said of, because you, you were like, I don't want to see this. I've seen every fucking last Netflix doc of of lance armstrong i could possibly see and he just seems so fake he hasn't quite come to terms with what it actually is he's only blaming other people he's not being totally truthful Mm -hmm. about everything um so i was just like unless unless he's completely changed so which he hasn't the doc comes out and it's too like we're on I wish finished part one, mm-hmm. um, but it's four hours and they were not kind to him uh, and they're letting what I also noticed with some of the other interviews, uh, like the 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 people he fucked over. They're letting them and their wives speak. And uh, like, oh, I have yeah. a feeling that second one, the second one just aired, I think, last night or the night before um, is going to be ruthless. That's my guess. And I, I, don't, I don't think he had a choice. Yeah, but like I definitely don't think he had a choice and I definitely don't think they would let him in the editing room. He was one of the biggest room, but yeah. he would, look, he was one of the biggest stars on the planet in sports. And it got ripped away from him like that. Mm. And I think I mean, fuck man, I what I think he's stuck. I think he was absolutely stuck with this where it was just like, look, we'll do one on you. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to say anything. And whatever our edit is, our edit is. And so he's probably narcissistic enough to mm-hmm. be like, I will. There's no way that they can. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just going to say what I always say. And mm-hmm. I'll just I won't give him anything at all to go on. Yeah. Um, or but- maybe he's maybe he's really taking his punches. I don't know. Maybe he's like, all right, fine. I deserve it. Maybe. That would be the only other acceptable answer. Yeah. He almost doesn't have a choice. And, like, he's so competitive seeing him get ready for these triathlons and these other things. Like, it's the only place that will let him compete anymore because he can't, you know, race anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's a strange life. Like, when I watched it, when we watched the first part, and you look at him, you're just like, man, that guy's just a shell of himself. Like, he's just a broken man. Yeah. I mean, they, they, you took away the only thing that mattered in his life. and But I don't think he was ever a good guy. I don't think he was no. ever, you nope. know, so exactly who he is now is who he's always been. It actually doesn't seem like it has affected him. 
that much I know he went yeah. through some hard times and he's had to pay some money and divorces and things like this but I really think he's narcissistic enough to be like you know I did what I had to do and everyone else was doing it so I didn't really do anything that wrong yeah you know is what he is saying to himself oh yeah I, look a buddy of mine from way back in the day went to UT um, and all of them had come out for uh, University of Texas, um, by the way. Uh, all of them had come out for the Rose Bowl in Los Angeles. So McConaughey, Lance Armstrong, all those guys. And they had a, they rented this huge house um, mm. just to party for the, the weekend in the national championship. It was uh, the Vince Young one, I think. Mm. And I want to say it was 06 maybe. Um, but my buddy got invited because he was in the same fraternity and knew all these people or whatever. And I was like, yo. So he calls me and I was like, the next day because it was like a three-day thing that they had planned and uh i was like how is it is it crazy like what's going on up there and he's mm -hmm. like man it's fucking he goes i'm I, i'm i'm gonna die and i was like what and he goes yeah I'm, I'm so hungover and he's like dude lance armstrong will not stop fucking partying and i was like what and he goes yeah man he's kind of a dick uh yeah and he goes uh i was like what, what do you mean and he goes, he'll walk around to everybody. There was like 20 people, I guess, like staying in this huge mansion or whatever, mm -hmm. right? It's like, he'll walk around to people all throughout the day and be like, what are you drinking? Beer. How many? What, what, what number are you on right now? And he's like, I, oh. I don't know, like two or three. And he was like, oh, cool, man. I've already drank a fucking 12-pack. Quit being a goddamn pussy and start drinking again. Here's a bottle. He's um, one of those that you're just like, oh, it would not be. Yeah. It would be annoying. Um, and then literally, out with him. Uh, like, at, like right after my buddy drank whatever he was passing out or whatever his phone started ringing he goes shit michael jordan michael jordan ever called you mm -hmm. probably not i gotta take this outside and just bounce and it was to like to be fair michael jordan had a little bit of that oh in yeah him too 100%. so this series that they're doing michael jordan lance <laughs> bruce lee they all have sort of a tie you know yeah. they have a theme yeah for sure and the theme is super competitive people. And you hold grudges for a long time. Yeah. When that is your driving force for everything, whether it came from your dad, your stepdad, whatever mm -hmm. it is, you tend to not be the greatest. Human. Human or friend or teammate, husband, father. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You are driven by this like unattainable thing yeah and some people can attain it but there are people out there that are driven by it that aren't that good oh um so it's a bigger nightmare the beauty of this story and i wish our computers were going to pop up this picture now but um the beauty of it is after this three-day bender of staying in this mansion in la they go to the rose bowl which is obviously in my opinion i think it's one of the greatest games of all time mm -hmm. um it was uh, Texas versus US, USC. And Vince Young ran it in on fourth down. No time left on the clock. Scored a touchdown. They were panning to the crowd to see people partying. And there was a box there. And it was McConaughey, Lance Armstrong, and my buddies in the middle of them. And they just won the national championship. It was the biggest moment for Texas ever. My buddy looks like he's going to, to die. And he's just uh, half-heartedly throwing up a hook of horns. And he's just like, McConaughey and Lance are Ugh. still raging. And he was just like, no. You could tell he was on the worst yeah. bender of his life for like three days. And, and he just wanted to go home. <laughs> but he goes, dude, with Lance Armstrong, he goes, you could not. Like that guy just, he goes, he doesn't stop all day long. And he goes, I don't even know if he sleeps. 
he's like, you never saw him sleep and he's just always moving Mm. and doing shit and Mm -hmm. talking to people and Mm -hmm. uh, constantly on the phone and just, they they said he just didn't stop. Because he's doping. Uh, Yeah. Do you see how great he looked in that doc? Do you see how great everyone looked in that doc? Yeah, because they all have the answer. And if you're not being tested Mm -hmm. or trying to compete, Although interessant with Lance, because he is still competing a little bit. Yeah. He's still fucking doping. There's no way that he's doing that clean. There's no way. I don't even know if you test, though, for like, what is your, does your local triathlon, is that test for anything? Probably not. You know? I don't know. Nobody cares. Um, but HGH and all that shit is definitely the answer. Every single person in the Lance Armstrong doc is in their late 50s, 60s, even the mom. You're just like, what are you doing? Oh, his mom looks like sister. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So you're gonna tell me that that blood doping and steroids isn't the best way to go through life? Watch the doc and tell me differently. Sure. My God, man, Lance Armstrong looks almost the same as he did when he was what 21 years yeah. old. Remember they had that footage of when he was 21 years old. I was like, Jesus Christ! If I if we end up doing the interview and running into him, I, like I'm gonna sit down with him on the show and be like, Hey, man. Whatever you're taking. Tell me all step the by step things and I'll do it. Who is your doctor? I want to Who live is your forever. Masseuse? Yes. Who is it? Who's doing this to you? Who's mm-hmm. giving you the toddler blood? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the what is it? The, the androchrome? Adrenochrome? Adrenochrome. It's all kinds of things. It's Whatever all it things. is, just put a cocktail of it. It's all the things. Um, it's just new blood. I think he just gets new blood God, if every I, day. If, I, if, well, if I didn't have a fear of needles, fucking dope me up, brother. Yeah, Those you're going to have to great. work that out. Those guys look great. You're going to um, have to figure that one out. Probably. Yeah. Because they're just they're doing it. I mean, they're just absolutely doing it in that. Uh, last one I want to talk about is that uh, TikTok house, Javes. Yeah. <laughs> we made fun of this fucking house and these bullshit Nightmare. people. Nightmare. They rented a mansion in a super nice neighborhood in Los Angeles. Sure. And the uh, same with like Jake Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And the Team 10 house or whatever. Well, the TikTok house that we were talking about a few months ago, they're getting the cops called on them every day. People are bitching. The neighbors are saying it's like Coachella out there. They were like, none of them are social distancing. They're on top of each other. I bet it's a huge fucking orgy there. Oh, yeah. I bet you they're having the greatest time of their life. Yeah. And I don't think that. So Jake Paul's, I think, is set back and has land and is kind of away from people where it looks like the TikTok house is a like a large condo type thing in L.A. where people are literally right next to them. Yeah, the house is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're not. (laughs) And it's like. Yeah, it's like having a frat house like in your nice neighborhood. That's exactly what the, the neighbors like, are saying. It's just a bunch of kids. Yeah. Nobody has like a bed frame. You know what I mean? No. Or or a box spring. Like it's all just mattresses and then Target like brown sheets. Yeah, so what, the, you know what, I mean? what the neighbors were the saying brown color. was they were like the amount of Amazon boxes there, just empty Amazon boxes, mm-hmm. and there's broken televisions out in the yard because, you, look, you're smashing up TVs to make TikToks mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, and then they said they were like, there's cars in and out all day long because they don't cook for themselves. So they're constantly ordering Postmates all day long. That's all they're doing is order, ordering Postmates. So there's a million cars going in and out of the driveway. 
look, I think there's like 17 or 18 kids that are living in this house. Yeah. Imagine 17 or 18 kids, all between the ages of 19 and like 25 years old. No, dude, they're not cooking for themselves. Whatever they want, they're just ordering off of Postmates. It's getting shipped to your house for free with the promo code REVOLUTION, which gets you $100 in free delivery fees. Sure. And then they're just throwing their Amazon boxes out the window because that's what happens when you rent a house. You don't care what goes on in it. Yeah, so I remember renting houses in neighborhoods in L.A. and just like how horrible we were. We had the fire department called on us because of our front lawn before in like a nice yeah do you know what i mean like yeah. a normal hood yeah and just were like what the fuck fuck you they just came in and like hung out with us and told us like take care of it whenever the cops did yeah because oh, like great. me and my roommate were um boxing inside mm-hmm. in like sports bras and like oh working out yeah of course and they came gloves on yeah ah. and they cl- came to the door to get us in trouble and kind of just hung out. But anyway, <laughs> um, and we weren't kicking them out. They were firefighters. You know yeah, what I mean? obviously. Obviously. But just the in and out, like we had a motor home parked like in our driveway forever. Like things that Nightmare. now I am like, holy shit. Yeah. Right. As an adult, you're like, holy as shit. an adult, as you're kid, like, holy shit. As a kid dream. that's out on your own, you're like, this is my place this is my land i can do whatever i want with it and you're like "Mm, you're gonna learn pretty quickly that you're you never really have land that's yours (laughs) anymore you know what i mean unless you are out out in the country and it's completely separated otherwise you're gonna have some people that are gonna have a say over your land oh yeah right and how it looks and how they want the neighborhood to look and everything yeah um but my god i cannot believe but they all come by it pretty honestly i mean they're little kids yeah i would hope I, like I, part of me doesn't fault them because somebody's paying for this in- endeavor so oh yeah fuck man if you could do it and if you could go back this it's kind of like their college right now so i get it it sucks for the neighbors but whatever man um sure you should probably pass something in your hoas this is no renting you know <laughs> Right. I mean, the problem is with these mansions they in LA, don't have HOAs like everyone is no. their own. You know what I mean? But you are going to have neighbors that want their neighborhood or their street yep. to be a certain way. But so if, if you're renting, though, like I think their rent is 30 or 40 thousand dollars a month. Right. If you're the guy who's renting that house. Congratulations. Normal you cert- just made four hundred thousand dollars a year off of whoever these fucking kids are. Right. And in a normal world that would be a rich guy that's just in town for a little bit that's gonna rent there problem is doesn't always happen that way no definitely doesn't definitely does not but it would be fun i'm sure that house is a blast i mean yeah it kind (laughs) of for them for them for them for them it's a nightmare they're kind of dorky but for me yeah but i'm sure i'm sure they're having a blast yeah 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 fun for them uh vote for the show on itunes rate it review it is that am you, i saying it wrong you definitely don't vote for the show i feel like you vote for it no you just you rate voted it. a five mm, nope no you just rate it eh, rate it a five yeah. on itunes yeah. it helps it helps move it up the charts give us a nice little five star review and uh and a rating i want to give a shout out to the people in the room here the nooners 
The Nooners in the what in up, the house. guys? Greg Dulesky, Tyler Morris, uh, Julia. Is it Kirkus? Like circus? Yes, Kirkus like Nailed circus. It. Yep. Um, Dulesky. Dick Dinoff is in here. Gregors and Frank has joined us. Nico the Greco. We <laughs> do we ever find out who Anne Frank was? The Hawk. No, I really. I don't know. 1911 Deathstroke. She does. Chris Anne Frank. Anne Frank says I had to deal with the worst HOA ever. <laughs> so Anne Frank is funny. Whoever it is, we we will kn- we will know someday. We have Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. Um, Giorgio, are you in here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Your last name is Gregoris. I did not know that. Is that weird? I thought you were just a first name guy. You know, like share. That's how it is. Like just Georgia. That would be a baller move. Yeah. Giorgio Gregor. Gr- Topher. Broman. Yeah. Uh, Logan. Logan's in here. Word um, up. And uh, Chris Beerworth. Look, we appreciate you guys watching. We're here. Uh, the Nooner crew is here. We go on right around We're noon here. and just afternoon. Yeah, Monday, Monday through Thursday. Through now. Thursday. And yes. I am not an, uh, a part of the Yang Gang, but a four day work week. Amazing. <laughs> All I have to say about that, and I, I recommend it to everyone. I really do. Gosh, you just come back full of life. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. You really do. Um, and we got two huge announcements um, next month in July that mm. we're amped about um, mm-hmm. that will alter the course of the universe. Um, will they? Maybe. Gosh. It's very Lance. Know. It's a very Lance thing to say. But ah, thank you. You're welcome. But um, yeah, it'll just be an announcement for our company and you guys. Yeah, I appreciate you drinking Perrier. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I had nine bottles of that before you got on. Drink up. It's very Lance of me, isn't very it? Very Lance. <laughs> it's very Lance. Appreciate you guys tuning in for Jesse Wiseman, aka the Jables. I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Revolution. Good afternoon, everyone. And if you're on YouTube, stay tuned to Drinking Bros Podcast in an hour. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.